0: We we're listening to Ink Studs on 101.9 FMCITR, the radio show about comics. And we're, today we're going to talk about Jiro Taniguchi. So that was a little bit of a Kira Kurosawa soundtrack we listened to before the show started uh, from the movie Yojimbo, um, which is very wonderful. Short in comparison with most uh, Kurosawa flicks. I think it's about an hour and a half long, but it's a great movie redone by Bruce Willis in the 90s as this western probation area. Also done as
1: a fistful of dollars Was by that? Sergio Leone.
0: Was that Yojimbo? Yep. Fistful of dollars? Yep. Okay. Well, there we go. Some Clint Eastwood for you. Yep.
1: Good times. Good times. So today
0: we're talking about Jiro Taniguchi. Uh, I don't know a lot about him. Um, Colin pointed him out to me and uh, lent me some stuff of his to read. So I read The Walking Man um... What else we got here? We got uh, The Times of Bochan. Is it Bochan? Well, as far as I know, it's Bochan. Bochan. If I am mispronouncing, give us a call at 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-CITR, or I guess U B C C I T R, and tell me I can't pronounce nothing Mm -hmm. for good. Um, Also, uh, I had a chance to read uh, Icaro, uh, which is written by Mobius, um, who normally... Uh, is an artist, one of my favorite artists. Actually, I, I really like Movis' stuff. Um, so it's it's a neat transition to see him doing um, writing in something. Normally, he he would be the primarily writer of his own stuff, or he would be teaming up with uh, director, movie director, writer extraordinaire Alexander Jodorowsky, um or Alejandro Yodorowski, I guess it's properly pronounced, who did such great movies as El Topo, Santa Sangre, The Holy Mountain and a couple other ones. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's, it's neat to see uh, Mobius writing something, and um, it's it, it's different for Mobius stuff, too. Uh, most Mobius stuff uh, has a really, like, very plain, surreal kind of setting to it, um, really otherworldly. And this is pretty much um, manga, you know, weird sci-fi, but it's not annoying sci-fi like most manga i can't really get into but this is really neat just the things so we're gonna i guess we'll go through each thing i don't want to go into Ikuro yet because it really i don't think it it, it shows uh most of what uh jiro Tanaguchi's stuff is it's more his stuff is a lot more human i guess i'd say like a not so sci-fi but a, a story about people so reading the the times of botan and uh the walking man um uh, both have completely different um kind of things to it like the the Times of Bochán chan is more of a kind of destruction of character about someone losing themselves. Um, a sense of anime mm-hmm. from a, a good term for my sociology class in a time of, uh... Anime? Anime. Oh, what's that mean? Um, basically, um... Well, I guess you want to go right in talking about the times of Bogtan and what what it's well, about. Because I, I, I want use the to context. give a little
1: background first yeah. uh, about uh, Jiro Tanaguchi.
0: And if we're mispronouncing his name, let us know. We uh, found two different ways of his name being spelt. One with a Z... Zero. Z-I-R-O. Z- Z-
1: Tanguni Ten,
0: or something. Taniguchi? Tanim... Nuchi? and Collins.
1: Jiro Tanaguchi. Which would make him Italian, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I should go back a bit. Um, for many years, for me, uh, Jiro Taniguchi has been a man of mystery. Because uh, I was on a trip with a couple of friends down to Seattle in 1992 around. And we were visiting this Japanese grocery store that had a book section with a manga section. And I picked up this book. I, I You know, it was all in Japanese. I didn't know what it was. But... Um, it immediately stood out from all the other manga I was looking at. And it turns out that this book was The Walking Man. Now, Jiro Tanaguchi had had a long career before The Walking Man. He uh, began uh, drawing manga in 1970 with *Kareta uh, Heia, A Desiccated Summer, which sounds ominous. And But f- for many years, uh, in the 70s, he was known as an illustrator of Hard boiled stories, hard boiled detective stories. I have one example here written by uh, Natsuo Seki Awa. Trouble is My Business is, I guess, how it translates in English. And it's in Japanese, but you flip through it and it's fairly standard Japanese manga, adventure, crime, comics, perhaps a bit better. Drawn and a bit, and the storytelling's a bit stronger, but it's not all that unusual.
0: Now, can you actually read Japanese column or do you just like the pretty pictures?
1: Um, I like the pretty pictures personally. And so he worked with people like Natsu Sekigawa on City Without Defense, The Wind of the West is White, Lindo 3. And then in the 90s was when he brought out. The Walking Man, which is, as far as I know, the first comic he actually wrote himself. And, like I said, I picked this up in Seattle in 1992, brought it home, and every cartoonist I show this book to cannot stop talking about it. Really? Yeah, it's like, you show this book to a cartoonist, and they want to tell all their friends about it, um, so, for many years, it was sort of like a, this underground, like people would talk about it, but hardly anyone had seen it. and the Walking man stories are um, they're almost completely opposite in many ways of what you might think of manga in that they're quiet, short stories where hardly anything happens. It's basically a series of short stories about a man and day. Moves, he moves into the suburb somewhere in Japan. And the stories about him walking around his neighborhood, hardly saying anything, but interacting with the people around him—not just the people, but the na- but nature—he the the you know the rivers, the birds, the cats, the neighborhood dogs, and the people. And I'm not exactly sure why, because the drawing style is incredibly precise. People have commented that. Uh, Taniguchi was influenced by the European clean line style. I'm not exactly sure if that's true, because they also have a clean line style in Japan. Re- yeah,
0: there's a lot of... there, like wh- One thing with a lot of Japanese stuff, there's a lot of detail and a lot of stuff. But this is detail without being messy. There's no action lines, mm-hmm. which I really like. I really could care less with that stuff. That is very European. No action, action lines. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but the simplistic storytelling of this book... Um, like the fact that you originally got in Japanese, were you, were you able to read it without knowing what was happening? Because I looked That's through it. hardly any words. It's great. <laughs> um, it was a quick read. I, I, I read it on the bus yesterday, and I wish I brought another book, because I finished it really quick, unfortunately. But it's so, you know, it just inhaled it. Um,
1: I, I found it, for, I'm not exactly sure why, but I found it ca- completely captivating. Because he's carefully observed... Little stories about a guy walking around his neighborhood and it, it's not like he's a really bold or interesting character it's mostly just him and what he sees around him, and the the sort of this celebration of the detail of everyday life the details of mundanity yeah it's almost like i'm i mean there's this thing called an ecstatic moment i don 't know if you ever if you ever uh, had it, but it's when uh, somebody can be just walking down the street, and they'll see something completely ordinary, like a pile of dead leaves along the sidewalk, and for them, it becomes the most beautiful thing in the world. And for a few seconds, a few moments, it becomes almost a transcendental experience. As you're, and and that's something of the nature of what I get from reading *The Walking Man*. I would
0: kind of concur. Yeah. Um. It's 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 really beautiful how it just kind of it's his day you know everything mm-hmm. is like a different day in his life there's this part where he's going on a long walk and you know he starts walking next to this uh oh i love the, that one the, this older man and uh you know they have this kind of unspoken communication where they continuously pass each other and then they get to the train and the old man uh well train tracks the old man crosses and then the, uh, the... train
1: separates them.
0: And the old man waits for him. Yeah. It was so neat. It's and just not just, a
1: word is spoken.
0: Yeah. And it's just so beautiful, you know? And then sits in the end, they have, a, they have a bit of a smile, and then continue walking together. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice, fluffy, happy ending. But I enjoyed it. But it's still got like this, just the incredible detail in it, just well, always, in there.
1: As always with Japanese artists, um, manga artists very commonly work with assistants, So sometimes it's hard to know what is where Jiro Taniguchi's art goes and where his assistants are. I understand he works with three assistants on his work, on his books. Um, Oh, that's another interesting thing about Jiro is that, um, like I say, for many years I saw nothing more about this man. I actually wrote the publishers in Japan. And the thing about, and in English, of course, but the thing about Japanese publishers is they do not respond to fan letters, even from Japanese people. Yeah. I wrote a fan letter, and I don't think it ever reached him, but this was the only thing I could find, except a couple of friends of mine went to Japan, they brought me back several volumes of work that he had illustrated, but nothing more. And then a French-language version of The Walking Man came out, and it turns out this guy is really big in France. Wow. You do a web search for, under the name Jiro Taniguchi, and whole pages of websites in French. <laughs> nice. uh, the only interview I could find with this man was in French. Which would, would explain his uh, partnership with Mr. Mobius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once again... Oh, actually, I have this theory. I don't know if this sounds crazy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the character of the walking man, like I say, he's a bit of a blank, a bit of a cipher. He wanders around and things sort of happen to him and around him. Okay, he breaks into a pool. Okay, that's about the most action he does when it's after closing. But, um, but it's a harmless break-in. Yeah. He yeah. goes for a little dip. Goes for a dip, yeah. And I thought, you know, the, the simplicity of the character reminded me a bit of Tintin. And then I read the English translation. They both have dogs named Snowy. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, you know, if you think this maybe this walking man is something of a tribute by a Japanese artist to, to Tintin, to Hergé, to Hergé.
0: Possibly I can see that. Um the art I find is a lot more well a lot less cartoony mm-hmm. than than Hergé by by far. I mean it's more of a traditional Japanese manga-esque style but with more human features like it's not predominantly big doe eyes (laughs) and stuff um one thing speaking of snowy is his depiction of animals in this pretty spot on oh yeah he's just very good animals um you you see a lot of people who do do animals and stuff and it's like you know they work so hard on getting that building or gun to look right and something but that animal just looks like it fell out of nowhere a mutant animal (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, it's now like I say, it's it's now in English, and slowly, other works by Jiro Taniguchi are coming
0: out. And this this one, uh, this and the Times of Bochan are both released by uh, Fanfare, which I think is a French publisher, Fanfare slash Ponemont. I huh. can't I can't pronounce French. I <laughs> dropped out of French class. We're gonna have to learn French and Japanese. Great. <laughs> See, I got into comics, so I didn't have to read. <laughs>
1: Thank you, creators. <laughs> and, uh, oh, speaking of animals, uh, one of the reasons why I picked up The Times of Bochan, is that right, at the beginning? The cat. The cat. The black the, cat. The wonderful rendering of the cat.
0: Well, one thing that, that's really neat, now, The Times of Bochan, it's... Now, do you know much about Bochan? I don't know a lot about Bochan.
1: I know. I knew nothing about Bochan until I read it... A, uh, until I read the book, he's a literary figure from the Meiji period of Japan, which is basically the
0: late night, second half of the 19th century, or 1860s, 1870s. Post post American Civil War, post yeah, yeah. samurai culture. Samurai culture has pretty much been outlawed, so you're kind of dealing with people are are losing their lost identity, and that's why I'm saying that sense of anime is there's this whole cultural change, and. But the character, he's going through, like, a kind of a mental breakdown in this thing because he doesn't know where he belongs. hmm He hates, like, he's experienced this Western culture. He's gone, travelled to Europe, gone to school in Germany, I think it was. And he misses the old Japanese ways. And there's a lot to it. Like, he tries to retain in his life. And, you know, he, he tries partaking and drinking. And that turns into a, a bit of a fiasco.
1: Well, it also becomes a friendship with... Uh about half a dozen other characters. His his students. Yeah, because yeah. he's a the the characters a, or Bochan,
0: not the character. The the person mm-hmm. is a was a professor at a college in Japan. I don't know which college or university it was. Mm. I can.
1: Take, I don't remember. I think
0: it says in the back here. Don't mind me. Do 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 do
1: Red Gate, Hongo Campus, Tokyo University. So well, the, that's where he was teaching. The Meiji period was when the emperor, it was also known as the Meiji Restoration. But I think it's a fascinating period because, as you say, the Japanese were facing a lot of changes in a very short time. And they were going through a lot of questions like how much of Western <laughs> science and culture to adopt. Why? I mean, do you adopt it because it's superior to the Japanese model, or do you adopt it simply so you can survive, so you don't turn into another China, being carved up by the uh, European powers? So, and and this does cause a crisis of identity, not just for Bochán, but for the entire culture. Yeah,
0: and there's there's uh, really neat examples of different people that have kind of th- that are living this lost identity in different ways and having different ways of coping with it, um, focusing themselves on certain things. Um, there's a really neat uh, you know contrast because um, hes he, throughout the thing he's telling the story of a novel he's working on, mm-hmm. which is about a uh, Japanese professor who's being conflicted with a European person. I forget the exact details. And his student says, well, that's great, but here's this example of this European person who gave up his European culture to, you know, engross this. To, be, to become Japanese. And then loses his job because he's gotten too into the Japanese culture and lost a lot of his Western teachings and stuff. They wanted
1: a the teacher that was taught in a Western school. Mm-hmm. That was, actually, that was, I thought that was the most touching part of the book.
0: Then, and with the cat, there's some really neat storytelling elements which uh, um, aren't really no- easily noticeable unless you're really looking closely, is that as he's telling a story, he's um, they're intersplicing with the um, the story he's telling, with him telling it, and there's panels. The cat's in all the panels throughout the whole thing. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the cat's making its little appearance and stuff, and they tell a little bit about the cat at the beginning and how, how it showed up and stuff. And um, yeah, it's just really neat. Just this whole usage of the cat and being part of because his stories are that Bochán was telling were semi autobiographical. Um, you know they're based kind of like Bukowski kind of basing it on himself and his own experiences but telling a story from it mm-hmm. um, so that cat like kind of shows that like you know it's a big part of his life and I don't know I don't know the best way to describe it but it was a neat aspect yeah
1: uh, also by by reading the Times of Boshan, I discovered that I have a lucky cat because it's all black. Because it's all black down to the pads. Nice. Apparently, that's a lucky cat in in Japanese folklore. But I, I know I, I read the Times of Ochan. I enjoyed it. I kind of asked myself whether or not anybody who wasn't as much of a history, you know, geek as I was, would enjoy it as well. I enjoyed it. But you're, you're kind of a history. I'm a little bit of a geek. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know, it's it's easy to take it in, just as a story of one man's kind of struggle with himself because through the thing he's having a mental breakdown in different points dealing with this western culture that he, he just doesn't know how to cope with it mm-hmm. and like he, he'll have moments where he'll just sit there and start screaming just for no reason just that that whole loss
1: i'm going to take a quick break oh, now. Wait, we, oh. we should mention actually oh. that uh the book Uh, Times of Bochan is drawn by Jiro Taniguchi, but it's written by Natsu Sekikawa. Let let me see this. Natsu Sekikawa?
0: Sekikawa, yeah.
1: Sekikawa, who was a professor of history, I believe.
0: And partnered up with uh, Jiro Taniguchi on several other works, if you look at the bibliography in the back of uh, the Times of Bochan.
1: Well, Trouble is My Business.
0: Oh, that's also by him. Yeah. Well, there we go. Okay, I'm going to play a little Cornelius now. Um, and we'll be back in a couple minutes.
2: Welcome to fun fun. while fun fun. cloaks itself in a plethora of disguises its favorite mantle still remains fun fun devours all it touches its voracious appetite rarely fulfilled yet fun doesn't only destroy, it creates and molds as well. Molds as Let's well. Let's examine closely then this dangerously evil creation, this new breed. But a word of caution, handle with of care. Of and don't drop your guard. This rapacious new breed prowls both alone and in packs, operating at any level, any time, anywhere, and with anybody. Wadi? They? they?
0: CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Um, A little chill time. I'm meditating. Um, You feel relaxed, Colin? I was trying to mainly focus on playing some Japanese music to go with the Japanese creators. So we had uh, Cornelius from the album Point. Uh, The song is Point of View. And then after that, uh, we had Yoshimi and Yuka, Flower with No Color. And the name of the song is Hawaii I probably horribly mispronounced it. But I enjoyed it little mellow sleepy time stuff yeah good thing i only had two classes here or else i'd be conked right out <laughs> hooray for everyone last week of classes huzzah huzzah we're all excited aren't you excited colin oh yeah that means yeah, there'll okay. be fewer people on the bus yeah that's true getting out of here Whew. those buses are full today we are talking about Jiro tanaguchi um before we get started back with him it's gonna be a little bit of comic news there is a new issue of Acme Novelty com- Library coming out. New issue, not a reprint, not a collection, not a sketchbook. A new issue. issue yeah, well, I 16. thought Chris
1: Ware was kind of slacking off.
0: <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, though, it takes him forever to come out with an issue. He has a new strip out every week in a magazine in Chicago. I know. He's he's not human. He's not he's not he's a cyborg or something the characters featured in this issue will be uh rusty brown everyone's favorite comic collector toy collector he's a toy collector who uh yeah he's pretty pathetic and it's pretty sad and then i think i'm not sure if it's a flip book or whatever but the other half of it is going to be the uh stuff about the girl with one leg Oh. Um, Which was in the... There's just that... One of her sto- stories about her was in the latest Kramer's Urgot. Um, And I only bought it for the Chris Ware story in it. Thank God I found it used. And also um, the uh, McSweeney's that he edited. The Chris Ware story in that was about her. Ah. So it's going to be beautiful. Really, like, go buy it. You'll love it. I'm not, I'm not sure it's going out this week. I really hope it's coming out soon, because... I need more Chris Ware. <laughs> the uh, last collection just came out. came out about a month or two ago. The uh, Acme and Alvady Library. Library. Forget the actual title. It's a big red and black thing. Fabulous. Fabulous. I really recommend picking up. Even if you already have all the issues, there's so much new material in this. It's worth it just for that. Worth it for a glow-in-the-dark page. Constellations by Chris Ware.
2: Hmm.
0: Good stuff. So, back to Jiro Taniguchi. We're now going to talk about Ikoro, uh, which he co-produced. Co-created. Co-created, yep, with uh, Mr. Mobius. Jean-Gerard, is that Mm -hmm. it? Did I pronounce his his name properly? Also, just the initial G, who is well-known in uh, many circles, mainly like heavy metal-type circles. Um, Not heavy metal, the music. Heavy metal, the magazine. Make a differentiation there Even though some of the uh, Heavy metal issues You'll Kind of feel like Someone was rocking it A little too hard When he did that strip But there's some Good stuff in it stuff has some great no, What did stuff. you think Of Icaro? Icaro was good um, It's a bit sci-fi I'm not a big fan Of the Japanese sci-fi But it had This Enough Mobius
1: Surrealness to it That I got into it Well you know I think I don't know. You you blame the sci-fi elements on the Japanese, but Mobius himself is very sci-fi. A lot of his work is very sci-fi. But it's it's the the, the Inkle series. It's sci-fi. The whole stuff with the crystals and the glowing. It's
0: sci-fi in an otherworldly kind of way. This is Mm -hmm. sci-fi in more of a, you know, hard edge. it, It it just reminds me of all this other like sitting in ja- japan something's happening with some crazy person in japan who has all these powers there's so much stuff i've seen like that where just some oddball in japan with all these powers and let's do a comic yeah. based on that yeah. not that there's anyone with superpowers in japan let's quickly make that differentiation there no one in japan has superpowers no one in canada no one has superpowers people mm. you can't fly off that building Moment of silence.
1: But um, I don't know when I read *Icaro*, I kind of got the feeling that. Yeah, you know, I, I sometimes I have problems with Japanese storytelling and European storytelling in that the Europeans I don't think they're really great storytellers very often. Sometimes and with the Japanese, I feel sometimes like the stories are, are padded out. Mm-hmm.
0: They're they're made to 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 fill these huge, foam books.
1: Of literature of that's, comics that's, that's got a good side because I think one of the reasons why the Japanese and in particularly Jiro uh, Taniguchi have such a careful and close observation of small details is be simply because they have all these pages to fill and they have all this room to make stories so they have the room in their in their comics to observe small details, to take time to set up mood. And I and, and in a way, I think that's great. In another way, it feels like with the... Not so much with that, but with the repeated action sequences that don't really add up to anything. Yeah. I mean, you saw that with the Akira series, is that there's constant action sequences going on that really didn't advance the story And anything. I don't really care for action sequences. I like the storytelling more. That's why I really,
0: really like the Botan really mm-hmm. like that one that one i I'd, I'd, I'd consider picking up for my own personal collection uh the walking man really excellent really you know it's, it's that whole method that he tells really simplistic really nice stories that when you're done it it's done mm-hmm. you do you're not left like oh, what's happening next like with most japanese sci-fi stuff where it's just like it kind of it's
1: made to keep going I think that's one of the things I find about Jiro Taniguchi that was just quite disappointing for me in a way, because having been such a huge fan and a diso- having discovered The Walking Man in 1992, I've always looked to his books to try and rediscover the same feeling, the same reading experience. And I, I, find that I, I fear that, that very often when I pick up his books, I, I'm disappointed in that. I think you're not, you're not finding that
0: same thing that you found in the walk, Walking Man.
1: No, no. I, I, Bo Chan, I really liked for different reasons. Hmm. Um. But as far as I know, the Walking Man is the only thing he's done w- by himself without a writer. And I think you're correct. The, that I know of. Um, when I was searching on the web. Last night, I came across, as I say, many French language websites about uh, Taniguchi. Uh, I also came across some English translations that we should mention that I haven't seen. That I I asked at RX Comics, and Aaron didn't know what I was talking about. But uh, also available in English is uh, Samurai Legend which is a historical-based samurai adventure series based on historical characters. Interesting. Which uh, has been compared to Lone Wolf and Cub in style, although, of course, uh, Jiro's artwork is much more precise, refined, refined um, less uh, kinetic, shall we say, more cool than... than um, I can't remember the name of the guy who did the original Lone Wolf... And the other one was uh, Benkei in New York, which is basically about a Japanese hitman in New York seeking revenge for his wrongs. Uh, Sounds like a typical Japanese movie nowadays. Yeah, and it's supposed to be very violent. That nice. was the major <laughs> I like violence. Um, and, of course, both these books, once again, were written by other people. Have you tried checking out and seeing if um, Sophia Books has any no. stuff? No, I, ha- I haven't, because I was looking particularly for stuff in English. Uh, but since he, he put the Walking Man came out in 1992, I think Bo Chan came afterwards, or came before mm-hmm. before yeah, yeah. that. So I know I, I, in a way, I've been kind of disappointed in that I haven't been able to find another work that he's done by himself that. W- I might, I might suggest checking out mm-hmm. Sophia Books.
0: Um, just so people know, um, the publishers for Walking Man and Bochan are both by Fanfare... Uh, what was it? Connette Mon? Yeah, something in French. And uh, Icaro uh, was put out by iBooks, who uh, recently popped up and have been putting out really neat collections of stuff. They put out the Mr. X, reprinting the first series of Mr. X stuff, which everyone got ripped off on getting paid on so now they're actually getting some money off this really incredible su- series with artwork by las bros hernandez las bros hernandez um seth and some dave mckeon stuff in there
1: oh mr x has been reprinted yeah oh and no uh,
0: bill sinkovich
1: bill sinkovich worked on mr x
0: there's an unpublished mr x story that's in one of these collections oh unfortunately i got all my mr X's bound after the uh, or before this book came out, but uh, well worth checking out. And and kudos to iBooks for for really dredging up the dirt to find out some good stuff that really needs reprinting. Because there's a lot of a lot of good stuff from the '80s and '90s that people have kind of like let fall to the wayside. That is really like this uh, Icaro story, really neat, and it totally belongs in the uh, standard you know Japanese manga section. But it's got more story to it. There, there's more of uh, relationship elements that aren't just seem fake. I guess is that the term I'm thinking of with most other Japanese kind of mega ass where it seems more soap opery. Mm-hmm. It seems more, you know, there's, melodramatic, perhaps. Yeah, that's pretty right on. No, this is more just you know,
1: there's the positives, there's the negatives, there's hate in there there's well, need i have there's a question that's uh, been going around is th- is it th- is this complete there's two volumes of icarus so far i don't know um, there's rumors of a third and Wouldn't i have
2: surprise been able me, to me, because that
0: that second book kind of left me wanting more mm mm-hmm. mhm so we'll have to find out
1: it hasn't been released but i it just—I think that it's high time that somebody out there published an English-language interview with this man. Let's hunt him down, Colin. Let's call him a Japan. I think we may actually would have more ch- luck getting to him through his French publishers. Yeah, no, no, or his English-language publishers, because, like I say, Japanese publishers don't actually reply to letters.
0: Well, you know what? Let's send a uh, uh, an email to Fanfare Pinamois. And I also noticed, I'm just looking at the Times of Bo-Chan, this is the first volume, so there's more of that. I think there's three volumes to the Times of Bo-Chan. Mm. Uh, now, I'm just going to take a quick break and put on another tune. This is going to be from uh, another Kira Karsawa movie called The Hidden Fortress, which everyone should know as Star Wars Without Lightsabers. <laughs> Enjoy. Back with Ink Studs and CITR 101.9 FM. Are you all ready for battle now, Colin? I got the headphones on. You got the headphones? Wow, you never put the headphones on. Well, I, th- I thought I'd give it a shot. Give it a shot today. Um, some coming up events. N- next Friday at Sophia Books, like I mentioned earlier, a good place to get some uh, imported graphic novels of uh, other languages. Um, they're going to doing a signing with Pia Guerrera, the artist of why the last man and uh lots of other goodness
1: um, they they also we should mention carry a wide selection of graphic novels in english
0: in english yeah they just had, uh the guy that used to do the buying for virgin uh now is uh taking care of the graphic novel section there and actually he's planning on getting a lot of people in for signings and stuff so let's hope uh let's support that because the more people are getting more people in town the better Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of us are interested. It was really good to see Seth there. It was really neat. Really, like, uh, warm, friendly environment. He had a little discussion. There's about 15 or 20 of us there. And it was just, it was nice. It's good times. Good times. So he's talking about, you know, I think he has a good connection with Ron Corley, so maybe he'll get some... He says he really wants to get Joe Sacco in, at which point we would uh, be very appreciative. That's one on our top of uh, people interview. He's a man with a lot to share next week on Inksteads we will be interviewing over the phone Mary Fleener uh, creator of Slutburger Slutburger uh, Life of the Party Fleener Comics Fleener Comics Nipples and
1: Tum Tum Nipples and Tum Tum yeah What was that Ask Bougie oh <sighs> it's a one-off <laughs> oh
0: okay. from uh, Eros oh I don't think I saw that one Bougie has it bound in a book, so I'm going to have to read his copy in his big bound book. Um, that's Robin Bougie talking about creator of Cinema Sewer and favorite of mine, of local guys. He's trouble. Watch out for him on the streets. Um, what else do we have coming up in this show over the next while? Well, some point, we're going to have Robin Thompson on, the creator of Champions of Hell, Zombie Jesus, and some other stuff that sounds evil. Uh, Next month, we're going to have the Radar Friends. Next month being January, because it is December 1st. We're going to have the Radar Friends on. Um, I don't know how many of them are going to be here, but there's a lot of them. Really neat stuff. Check out their stuff at the Comic-Cons. Some of the newest, most interesting stuff that people are putting out in town. I think there's a group of five uh, female cartoonists, and there's not a lot of female cartoonists in town putting out stuff. Where can we see this stuff? Do they
1: put them in shops?
0: I asked them... If they put it in one shop, I don't know what other stores they have it in. Um, I would check. Where would you check? Check a bunch of places. Anywhere you'd find zines, maybe um, comic shop. Comic shop. I don't know if they've been in Lucky's. Magpie. Magpie. Maybe. Um, I would probably. They're all Emily Carr students, so I would probably say comic shop. That's probably a good guess. But uh, yeah, they're gonna come on and have a discussion for an hour of uh, Radar Friends and other fun stuff. Who else we got coming, Colin? Joseph Bergen one day. Um, James Lloyd one day. No set date for that. And uh, it's going to be fun. Keep listening. Okay. We're, we're going to have some fun. We're still trying to decide if we're going to do a Christmas-based episode for uh, Christmas. Uh, I haven't heard about this. Well, you've mentioned it before, and I've been thinking about it. I don't know. I'm not a big Christmas you, you, fan. you
1: got to stop taking my ideas seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm the one who came up with the, 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 the Ink Studs idea. So, No, no, your first idea was Pimp My
0: Comic. Yes. That was Comic Colin's first idea. and <laughs> Ink Studs is far better. Uh, big reference to uh, Daniel Klaus, who we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know him, but I love his work. Um, it is currently about 7 or so oh. to 3. We have Rhymes and Reasons coming up at 3 o'clock on CITR 101.9. We are talking about Jiro Tanaguchi and you just have a little bit more you want to say about the man colin
1: well I, I just wanted to uh recommend uh the walking man certainly uh found that an inspiration uh i think seth also mentioned it he, he did on uh, the interview that i played last week yeah and the yep. times of bo chan um fortunately i I'm, I'm not that big a fan of icaro you just have it because it's by him basically basically sucker <laughs> And Mobius, I do like Mobius Although no. sometimes he does get a little hippy-dippy Kind of
0: Yeah, Mobius, I'm pretty specific about what stuff I like by him I'm not a fan of uh, Lieutenant Blueberry You're not? Colin's about to hit me right now Yeah, it's it bores me You know, I just can never oh. get into it ah. oh. Have you ever seen the movie, Colin? No, no, I haven't I'll lend it to you sometime mm. It's painful It's got uh, that guy from uh, that cuts off the ear From uh, Reservoir Dogs in it Oh, oh, yeah.
1: That's not the director? No, no that's
0: Quentin Tarantino. He oh. was in, I don't think he was actually in. Was he in Reservoir Dogs? I can't remember. It's been a while. Oh yeah, he was in. It. He was in. It. He got killed off pretty quick. This is why I don't wear headphones. Yeah, Colin just hit himself in the head again. Ow. No, no. Um. So Jiro Taniguchi. Check out wherever you can find his stuff. I don't know where you can actually find his stuff in town. RX maybe. Sophia, uh, Sophia Books. Sophia Books is probably one of your best bets. Uh, comic shop. Uh, I don't think Golden Age would have it. Lucky's doesn't have it. Um, That's it. There's some other comic stores, but they don't carry the really independent stuff. This is Ink Studs on CITR 101.9. And I'm going to play some Modernettes. Cool. I'm going to play Barbara by the Modernettes. And don't forget, up next, Rhymes and Reasons, with some hip-hop. And y'all have a good week now.
1: Bye-bye.